Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 209 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is a software engineer at CodePen and the director of outreach at CKeys. Previously, she has worked for Amazon, L4 Digital, Clarify, and Venmo. She also runs a weekly newsletter and loves teaching and helping people become better coders. So welcome to the podcast, Cassidy Williams. Hi there. Thanks for having me. You're welcome, and thank you for joining me. So could you perhaps tell us a little bit about your role with CodePen? Yeah, so CodePen, um, for those who don't know, it's a place where you can code online, and uh, you can code in web languages, HTML, CSS, and JavaScript, and with any other preprocessors and things you want on there, and, and people make portfolios full of art with code and interesting layouts and, and how they want to prototype certain things. And, and that, that's what CodePen is for. It's kind of like a front-end-specific GitHub. And at CodePen, we're a really small team. We're eight people. I am a software engineer there, and I mostly work on the front-end side. I've, I've dabbled in some back-end, but uh, on CodePen, my job has been to work on new features as well as improve existing features for CodePen and, and kind of just make the site better and faster. And uh, originally the site was built with Ruby on Rails and jQuery, and I'm working on converting it all over to React. And it's been a journey, but pretty fun. I'm sure, yes. And presumably with a small team as well, you get to work on very much sort of a broad spectrum of the different um, aspects of, of CodePen as well. Yeah, it's a lot of work for eight people, let me tell you, but it's it's great because you get to touch so many aspects of the website. You can almost always just go to CodePen and say, oh, I worked on that and that and that. And, and you can just list it off because you kind <laughs> of touch everything. Great. Okay. And could you perhaps tell us a bit about your role as the uh, Director of Outreach at Keys? CKeys is a nonprofit dedicated to educating low-income communities, kids, and, and people all over about electronics and soldering uh, through keyboards. I personally am a big fan of mechanical keyboards. I have several that I'm looking at right now at my desk. And <laughs> um, it's just a really fun hobby to be able to build and customize keyboards to the nth degree. And so at CKeys, we will teach kids about how circuits work or we'll teach people at the library saying, okay, if you want to wire something this way, this is how you would do it. Here's how you would solder and, and kind of just teach people how to do it. And we also run the Seattle mechanical keyboard meetup, which is one of the largest uh, mechanical keyboard meetups in the world. Actually, it's a really fun organization. And, and at Keys, I, I kind of wear a few different hats, uh, but I, I help out with the meetup a bunch. I tend to MC the meetup and, and help give talks as well as announce certain things happening throughout the meetup, whether it be uh, giveaways or sponsors or, or discussions with manufacturers and that sort of thing. And I also just kind of get the word out and, and figure out how we can get different sponsorship and donations from other organizations where we're entirely volunteer run. So it's, it's a small group of us kind of just dedicating our time to this because we think it's important and 
it's another fun group that's that's small and, and trying to do good things for the community out there. Yeah, that sounds like good fun. Mm-hmm. So, Cassidy, could you perhaps share with us a career tip that the audience may not know and perhaps should? Sure. So one of the things that I've really found to be valuable for me as my career has gone on is to, a lot of people say something like pursue your passion and and find out what you want and go for it. But the tip that I would say is to know what you don't want just as much as what you do want. Because if you really know you don't want to work with a certain technology or you don't want to deal with a certain type of office environment, you don't want to deal with this or that, or you you just don't want something to be a part of your career, that's just as important as the things that you do want. You shouldn't sacrifice that list of things that you don't want for the passions and things that you do want because you'll just end up being miserable because you're doing things that you don't want, trying to strive for what you do want, and and you'll end up just reevaluating what's actually important to you. And so knowing both what you want and what you don't want, I think is incredibly important. And physically writing that down and knowing that for yourself, I think is really key. Yeah. And how often do you do that? Presumably you reevaluate what you do want and what you don't want. I do that all the time. I, I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I, I think about it at least once a month for myself. It might be too often for some people or not enough for others. But uh, I really try to think about that regularly because every single month you're working that's a month of your life. And even though work-life balance is important and work isn't necessarily everyone's lives, it's a very big part of it. So being able to be honest with yourself and evaluate every step of the way, I think is really, really key. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And Kesty, can you tell us about your worst IT career moments and what you learned from that experience? Well, it kind of ties into what I just said. So Before I worked at CodePen was when I worked at Amazon, and that was a really big learning experience for me. So when I first moved to Seattle, that's when I worked at a company called L4 Digital. And um, it was an awesome company. Sadly, it, it is no more. It was absorbed by a company that bought it. But when I worked there... It sounds silly. I learned about work-life balance there because uh, it was so good about it. And I, I really learned about things that I liked, what I didn't like, and that sort of thing. And when it was bought, I thought, okay, moving on to my next move, I talked with a few different companies, including CodePen, and Amazon came a knocking and they offered me a lot of money and a really nice title. And I thought, you know what? I want a big chunk of change, and I want that nice title. Who cares if I don't have work-life balance anymore? Who cares if I can't do this or that? Who cares if they don't like it when you work on side projects? And that was the wrong decision for me. It was something where I signed up, and probably within a couple weeks of my being at the company, I realized I made a huge mistake. I had gone for the title. I had gone for the cash I had I had gone for the big brand name company and I got no satisfaction out of that job. I, I didn't learn anything from that job because I was just giving as much as I could without really taking anything out of it. It was like I was sacrificing the things that I actually did care about for things that I thought I should care about. I was working really, really late hours. I was burning out. I was having to deal with office politics and stuff. And and it just, 
that moment in my career, it wasn't necessarily a technical fumble or anything, but it was a career fumble because it really made me realize this is not what I want. This yeah. is this is something that I I thought I wanted, but I learned that I would much rather have less of a salary and more of a life, and that's what caused me to leave Amazon. and And it was it was a really not great moment for me in my career, but <laughs> it was a good it was a good learning experience in the end. Yeah, sure. So the realization that you actually made the wrong decision, and were able to actually address it and then move forward and do something else. Right. Yeah. And, and hindsight is twenty twenty. Like now, looking back, I'm just like, well, that was such an obvious choice. But at the time, it was such a muddled thing because I was working so much and, and dealing with so much at work. I It was kind of hard to realize that that was my worst moment until I was finally out of it. Okay. So moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? There have been some pretty fun highlights in my career and and I've got to say it's kind of it's kind of hard to pick from them not not because I'm trying to brag or anything about how awesome my career has been it's it's just been fun getting to learn from so many different opportunities that I've had um in my first job when I was over at Venmo and uh in the United States Venmo is pretty popular but not so much elsewhere it's a payments application that PayPal now owns I really kind of got into my comfort zone at that company and and I was really excited about it. And there are just fun little highlights. For example, we made a music video in the office and we completely (laughs) turned around the culture of the company. And and when I first joined, the culture was kind of very bro-y and they, uh, they were very much all about like who was friends with the founders. And by the time I left, the company had completely turned around. They got a new people team. They had really inclusive activities and stuff. It was it was really solid uh, diversity-wise. That was really awesome. And that was something that was definitely a highlight. And then moving into my next job at Clarify, that was really exciting because I got to build a program from the ground up, uh, being a dev evangelist there, uh, alongside my sister actually, and getting to work with my sister is always a highlight. And, and she's a software engineer as well. And she and I both took the dev evangelism that clarify had and, and built it into this international company where we were speaking at multiple events all over the world and, and, uh, really getting the name out there. And, and it was a blast and it, it was a really fun time. After Clarify, moved away from New York City. I was I was done with New York, and that's how I ended up at Seattle. And that's when I got to L4. And L4 was great because I finally got to exercise my management chops a little bit more than I had with interns and, and really small teams. And I was able to manage a team of six senior engineers um, when I worked at L4. And, and it was awesome. And I really learned a lot about the people management side of things and how to build good programs in that regard. And then also just being a tech lead on a project for the first time was really exciting there. And I'm going to skip Amazon at CodePen. <laughs> it's uh, It's been really great just because it's uh, for the first time I'm working from home. Uh, CodePen is a fully remote company and it's been such a highlight for me to really be able to think about my work-life balance in a completely different way because when you work remotely, your life is so integrated with your work because you work at home. Um, And so coming out with a routine for myself and really just planning how how I want to approach my work differently and, and being strict about time management and being able to have the freedom to work on side projects and, and time my day differently. It's, it's been interesting, but a really 
fun time for me. And so there have been some really good learning experiences and pieces of work that I've been able to do throughout my career. And, and which is why it's, it's hard to name one highlight because it's, it's all kind of been a culmination of different highlights for sure. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. it sounds like you've sort of progressed and been able to try different things as you've gone along and then and maintain the interest as well by doing that. And I think, as you mentioned, the fact that you're working remotely now, I presume it's more of a work-life integration than a balance because right. obviously you, you mentioned it, it's more about how you do it and how you manage yourself and mm-hmm. yeah, the tasks that you have in place. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's definitely a mind shift. I still have to tell myself you have to get dressed this morning <laughs> and things like that. So I don't just like work in my bed in pajamas all day. Yeah, it, it's been an adjustment, but a good one for sure. It's definitely made me realize that not only do I like working remotely, it's kind of, it feels like the future to me, <laughs> especially in IT and tech in general. We have the ability to just use the internet and work pretty much anywhere. And if your company allows it, that that freedom is really great. And it's something that I think technical workers should really take advantage of because it's it's awesome to be able to just say, you know what, I'm going to work from New York this week because as long as the work gets done, it doesn't matter where I'm located. That's such a fun aspect of it for sure. Cassidy, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? Well, I think that we got to enjoy it while it lasts because you never know when the computers will rebel and take our job. <laughs> but <laughs> there's so many exciting things. What what I'm really excited about is particularly for front-end development in general. I, I've done both back-end and front-end development across different jobs. But what has been really fun for me to see is the movement of more traditional computer science concepts into front-end development and the browser. Because I think back in the day, even even five years ago, 10 years ago, front-end development was pretty much, do you know HTML and CSS? Great. Yeah. And like that, that's all you that's all you really did. But now, um, just today I was talking about how to properly deal with pagination using a front-end router versus a server-side router. And and really just interesting concepts that we deal with, with scaling and with the advancement of GraphQL and being able to query data, not just based on the uh, backend engineer saying, okay, here's the data structure that you're going to get, go. Being able to kind of formulate that data for yourself. There, there's so many really interesting things happening in front end right now. And I think React was a really good catalyst for it. Angular was a good catalyst for it. And now Vue is really stepping up and, and lots of cool things are happening with Vue. And I'm, I'm sure a new framework is going to come out in the next couple of days. There's, there's Inevitably, yes. Yeah, it's a, it'll always be happening. But I, I really love, the, the thing that excites me the most is a more advanced front end for websites all over the place. Cause I think that that'll just make applications a lot faster, a lot more accessible in general, because uh, all of a sudden we are thinking responsive first, mobile, mobile first, or at least uh, close to mobile first and, and really a more emphasis on user experience. And I think that that'll just make the internet a lot prettier of a place, but a lot more functional as well. We're going to go into the reveal round. Now we're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think Are you ready for this. Okay, I'm ready. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? When I was 
in eighth grade. So I was about 13 years old. I walked home from school and I heard someone say, check out my website. And I thought, oh, you could have one of those. So I started looking up how to make a website. I loved it. And then I realized I could get a job doing it. And so that that kind of, it started early. I was really excited about it just from then on. Right. So very early. Yes. Yeah. Um, what is the best career advice you've ever received? It sounds silly, but a a mentor of mine once said, what's the worst that could possibly happen? And sometimes it's really good when you're spiraling, whether it be from bad news that you've received or worrying about something, being able to evaluate saying, what actually is the worst thing that could possibly happen? I get fired and get another job. Okay, great. Like like the thinking that way, it makes you not worry as much. And, And I think that has really helps me in general. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's a case of um yeah, when you're worried about maybe doing something, if you just think about, yeah, what's the worst thing that could possibly happen, there's less of a barrier. Right. Exactly. You you start being more willing to take risks because yes. the worst that could possibly happen is you just get another job. And conversely to best career advice, what's the worst career advice you've ever received? I got this one early on. It was Sign up for absolutely everything, and then you get better at time management. <laughs> that is something that it still kind of affects me to this day. I became such a yes person after that, saying, yes, I'll speak at that event. Yes, I'll do this. Yes, I'll do that. And man, I'm still kind of paying for some of those yeses that I that I did years ago. And uh, it's something that at first you're just like, ah, that makes sense. I will get great at being efficient and time management and I'll be great on my resume. But no, that just means you're going to burn out a lot and start doing things that you don't really care about. Um, yes. And oh, that's it's just overwhelm. That yeah, it, it really is. It's overwhelming. And, and that's something that I'm still kind of getting over that advice. <laughs> if you were to begin your IT career again in today's world, what would you do? I feel like if I were to start completely over, I probably, I've been really happy with the places where I've worked generally, but I would probably start with a larger company first and then migrate my way down to a smaller company because the coaching and the mentorship that you get at a really large company with a lot of resources is awesome. And that's just unfortunately something that you don't get when you work at mostly small companies. And on one hand, I was able to learn a lot on my own because I was forced to. But on the other hand, it would have been nice to be able to just be told what best practices are instead of figuring it out on my own. Um, <laughs> so that, that's probably what I would change if I were to start over. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? I'm trying to figure out the amount of freedom that I want in my work. There's so many side projects that I want to build and I just kind of have to make time for it or put it on a back burner for when I do have more time for it. And I'm trying to figure out, should I work towards just being able to work on side projects and have enough passive income and stuff to to get me by? Um, and I think that's the objective that I want, but figuring out how I get to that point, that that I'm, I'm figuring out how I should focus on that. Right, okay. <laughs> And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Communication, by far, both speaking and in writing. Um, One thing that I appreciated about my undergraduate degree um, when I, I 
uh, studied at Iowa State University was they really emphasized communication classes for computer science majors. And um, I'm so glad they did because I, I had to take public speaking classes. I ended up blogging for the university and had to take writing classes. And I think that genuinely really helped not only for writing comments in my code, but also for writing blog posts out there, for speaking on podcasts and speaking at events, for being able to just talk about problems more clearly. I think being able to communicate what you're thinking and not being afraid to ask questions as you're communicating these things, um, kind of put your pride aside in that regard. I think that is by far the biggest thing. And what do you do to keep your own career energized? Side projects. Honestly, side projects are, are the biggest thing. And I know that not everybody has the freedom to work on them. But when I work on a side project, I try to learn a new technology or a new thing to the best of my ability. And in doing that, I'm able to bring that new knowledge to work. But it, it also just kind of keeps me excited because I get to code on something that's mine. That's really exciting. And, and that's something that I really care about. And that's how I stay energized for sure. Are you always on the lookout for something new? I have a backlog of things that are new. It's, it's, <laughs> less, it's less about being on the lookout. It's more just like, oh, no, don't look at that new thing because you'll want to build something with it. But I, yeah, I, just, right. I have a, both a physical notebook and a digital one of just all of the different things that I want to build. And eventually I'll get to all of them just slowly but surely. <laughs> and what do you do in your spare time away from technology? I do a few different things. I'll not talk about mechanical keyboards because that's kind of technological, but uh, I'm a musician and my husband is too. And we, we actually both played in a wedding this past weekend. I played trumpet in the wedding and he was on uh, melodica, which is like a little mini piano that you blow into like a harmonica. Yep. Um, we, we have a bunch of guitars and ukuleles and a piano and, and brass instruments at home. And, and yeah, we, we love playing music and I, I love being able to just dabble at it and also just music. And I think almost equally so making jokes as silly as that sounds. I love making silly videos on Twitter. I love uh, just kind of coming up with puns that I can integrate into conversation. I, I love a good joke as cheesy as that sounds. I think it's, I think it's a good way to kind of keep life fun. It is exactly. Yeah. And Cassidy, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? I touched on part of it before, definitely have that list of things that you want to do and things that you don't want to do. But also alongside that, I think at every moment in your career, do a meeting with yourself, whether it be monthly, whether it be quarterly, something like that, where you just write down how you think you're doing for yourself. And you don't need to share this with your manager. You don't need to share this with peers. You can, but in writing it down, you can kind of determine how you're feeling about your current job. It's it's very easy to um, gauge where you are in your career based on your current emotions, but the heart is very fickle and, and emotions come and go. But in actually writing it down and thinking about it thoroughly, you start to really appreciate what you like, understand what you don't like, figure out what your next steps are, what your goals are, what you've been working on, what you don't want to be working on, how you want to move in your role in the next month, quarter, year, whatever, and uh, really just write down your goals and objectives and everything. I, I think having that time for yourself to reflect, it's really, really important because if you don't have that time, then you're kind of just doing everything you want to do based on 
what you're told rather than how you're actually feeling for yourself. Yeah, that's very true. I think you also, you probably have more of a short-term view as well about your career goals and objectives if you just don't revisit your priorities and think about where am I going with this? So yeah, I think that's right. I think it's good advice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it really makes a difference. Kasti, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? So my username on pretty much everything is Cassidoo, C-A-S-S-I-D-O-O. And so that's that's my Twitter, that's my GitHub, that's my CodePen, that's my LinkedIn, that, that's everything. And my website is at Cassidoo.co. Or if you don't remember that, you can look up Cassidy Williams. Um, there's myself and a Scooby-Doo character, and I'm not the Scooby-Doo character. You can find me there. <laughs> Cassidy, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Yes, thank you for having me. As always, my thanks go to my guest on today's show. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com slash e and then the number of today's episode. I also want to thank you for your continued support. It's always great to hear from listeners, particularly when they have suggestions about potential guests or ways to improve the show. And this was one of the reasons for creating the new IT Career Energizer Community Facebook group. I'm really excited about taking the podcast forward and I hope that you'll continue to support and listen to the show as it continues to change and evolve. Thanks for listening and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.